Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Remington Parkway Golf Course in Toronto. Golf courses are open out there. I love it. Davis Sanchez, CFL, NFL alum joins us from the CFL on TSN. Look at look, him smiling. Of course he's smiling. How about that? Appreciate you guys. During the days, weekdays, sitting around, uh, a lot of us are at home right now. Being able to talk CFL midweek on your, on your show, I've enjoyed it a lot. And, and uh, I've been looking forward, to, looking forward to talk to you guys. Keep doing what you're doing, fellas. This is the Rod Peterson Show. We are absolutely going to keep on keeping on. Thank you, Davis Sanchez. I had a lot of great re- uh, reaction to our interview with Davis yesterday. It's hour two of the show. Welcome to the second half kickoff, everybody. Moose DuPont there. The suddenly richer Moose DuPont there. Same amount of richness here. <laughs> RP. He won his bracket in the Enterprise Sports bracket out of Philly with the Baylor Bears. Whomping. Gonzaga last night in the March Madness final. Uh, you you don't know yet what you're winning in terms of money, and do you know? Viewers are asking how you're going to get it. Yeah, do you know that yet? No idea. I paid via PayPal. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm getting paid via PayPal right back in there. So, I, Dan's been all over it this morning. He's like, I'm just waiting on a couple more guys to pay me. And oh. You'll get your money by the end of the day. Dan, blah, blah, blah. the situation. Saravelli. But he's been very good. He gave me a nice tribute on their social media feeds. Oh, I saw that. Our friends in Philly that invited <laughs> us into the Enterprise bracket. Yeah. Have you said to them, thanks for the donation, fellas. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> it's the second half kickoff. We don't go deep into the quick six show topics like we do an hour ago. Um, but I will say hey to some of our viewers. Aiden Meredith's watching on YouTube list, uh, YouTube watching from Chicago. G'day, Aiden. I guess I say good afternoon. It's afternoon out there in Illinois. Um, let's catch you all up on what we were talking about here. The poll question today would be a good place to start, wouldn't it? With regards to the 40,000 that showed up in Texas yesterday for the Rangers and Blue Jays, the question is, would you go to a sporting event right now? And on Twitter, 61% of you saying that you would. 39% saying, no, you would not. And what? that's Twitter. What's Facebook? Then? 60% say yes. 60-40. Yeah. Um, so if I may, we had a gastrointestinal specialist watching last hour, and he wrote in, and he said, in this city, the ICU is over capacity. So what we do from here moving on will determine a lot of things. Outright catastrophe. Um, I don't know why so many people want to know my opinion on this. And I, I, I know I think a lot different than most of you. I used to think the same as most of you. But I've changed. And what they do in Texas, I don't really have an opinion on. What they do in Vancouver, I don't really have an opinion on. Because I have no effect on that. I have no control over that. But in terms of my own life, with the question, would you go to a sporting event, you were asking, should we face off on that for the ultimate fan zone of Mad Greek? And, well, we get to go to sporting events 
in the dub hub. But I got to tell you something. So many people are asking me, what's it like to go into the bubble? And I've acknowledged multiple times what a privilege it is to go in. We don't go in there and jack around. Right. Because we don't want to cause a problem for anybody. We understand how grateful we are to be able to go in, call the Regina Pats games on Access Now Television, and get the hell out of there. And whatever the rules are, we're not roaming around the rink. We're not visiting with people we shouldn't. I'm, I'm following the rules. And that's why I think nobody's really come after me in the last year, because although I think they're overly excessive in this country, I'm not a doctor. Can I not have an opinion? I respect yours, and I'm following the rules. But what they do in other places is up to them. And it's just interesting that the majority of people on our polls today say they would go, i.e., take their life in their own hands. And that's the difference between Canada and America. In America, it's you're on your own, Haas. Whereas up here is we'll tell you what's better for you. We'll regulate broadcast. We'll regulate crown corporations. We'll regulate your entire life. That's Canada. If we didn't like it, we could leave. Have I, and a lot of people have. Have, you, have I completely misread that? Because I don't think that I have. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, that's the regulations we have. And right now with Texas opening up, hey, look, it, we can watch that from afar. We can monitor. We can see how that goes and then make decisions based on you know, having that information at the ready. I mean, it's not that much different than here in terms of no. the people are the people, right? We're not that much different than people in Texas. We're not, you know, communities aren't that much different. There's just more of them, and it's bigger. That's it, right? <laughs> so if they go in mass crowds, then we have more information to make our decisions moving forward, right? Do they have better and more health facilities? Well, yes, they do. So you can't compare Canada and America. You just can't. But I think people need to get their heads around this, that have known me in this country for decades our american viewers look at it differently than the canadians and we're on the air in 31 states half our viewers are american can you understand that can you accept that that these are the people that are voting on our polls by the way on darren winning thousands of dollars in the enterprise sports bracket nelson hackowich our vp of sim events wants to know is that united states dollars or canadian dollars if it's u.s dollars dupes you could save the cfl it's in U.S. dollars, and I will not be saving the CFL. If you had the money, would you save the CFL? Oh. Yeah. Good. How about that? How about How that? How about that? Good question. You know what? I would be the same reason that owners want to own a team. Because, I, you know, I would be rolling in like Spencer Strassmore owning the league. Oh, yeah. It would be cool. It would be. You'd up. be doing a. Hey, a McGregor one. It, it, it'd be a hobby, right? Yeah. It would be a hobby for me. would not be a business investment. This show would be secure. Everything would be fine. But um, if I already owned a team, no, I wouldn't. But, but yeah, I think I would. The reason, uh, by the way, I asked that. And you, you, initially, you said, no, you wouldn't save the CFL. Then you flopped and said that you would. And here's the thing. There's a lot of gazillionaires in this country, in Canada, even more in America, they could easily step up and save the CFL, and they're not. So what does that tell you? It's that they don't want any part of it with the way the CFL runs right now. It's the same conversation you would have with your wife about, honey, I'm thinking about buying a boat. The boat's going to cost you money. It's not going to make you money. The value's only going to decrease over time. It's not going to appreciate. But it's going to be fun. 
You're going to sink a lot of money into it. You're going to sink a lot of time into it, honey. All our time's going to be spent now on the water. But do we want to spend all this money on a boat? The league's not an investment, right? It's do we want to spend money on You're not going to get any money back. Exactly. You're going to spend money. You're going to spend time. But are you passionate enough about Canadian football that that's where you want to spend your money? Somebody might be. Yeah, well... They're looking for more rich guys because it's been a hobby for these rich guys that are kind of tired of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the sense that I get right now. Uh, Dylan Spicer, one of our viewers, writes in and says, a little late joining, but hello all from Coal Harbor, Nova Scotia. Hello, Dylan. Nice to hear from you. Uh, shoot, there's a lot, a lot of comments here. Where was it? The kid uh, said something along the way. Here it is. Habs for Life 41. He's watching on YouTube. He says, too much news slash social media is like too much alcohol. And that just set off a string of comments. Did you know a string of comments from people? He's actually very right. Trust me, I'd know. Sober six years. Uh, I generally stay off of it as, as much as I can, but not as much as Darren. You said that you've just, you don't even go into mentions anymore. You shut it. And that's the best thing. Turn it off. Yeah. You know, I'll go in there and, and reply to people. If they take the time out of their day to send me a note or, or interact, I try and interact as much as possible. But at times you have to take that mental health break and just step aside. You know, you need to still be active and, and, you, and I want to be and I value the community that we're building on social media. But you can't go into the threads uh, and, and reply in all the comments um, all the time because it becomes such a nasty and toxic place. And you, you just you have to look at yourself first, right? Stay out of it. You got to stay out of it. And it's not just about the fights. I mean, I look at, I've talked to quite a few people in and around the Humble Broncos today, and they're obviously having a tough time. And a lot of it has to do with what they're seeing on social media. And it's like, probably should just stay away from social media today, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. But I can tell you this, my life gets a lot better when I just turn my phone off. Um, Chris Griffin watching on Facebook, says us parents would really like to be able to watch our WHL kids live. And that's the point. I mean, again, back to having an opinion. Like, I do not understand. And I, have you noticed I haven't fought with anybody on Twitter for ages? Yeah. Proud of you. With the hockey rinks and for sports facilities, why are we cramming people into malls, Walmarts, Best Buys, Costcos, but we can't go to a hockey rink? Nobody's had a good explanation for that. And for when the people that say, well, you can't buy groceries at a hockey rink, that's not the point. They're not having outbreaks in these enclosed facilities with thousands of people in them. So why can't we play hockey? Nobody's answered that. That's the giant test, right? Now that we've done this and proven it, we should start opening up more. I completely agree. And I, and I take Costco out of that because I do subscribe to the grocery side of it, right? I'd rather we take a risk of getting sick, going to get groceries, than going to buy a stereo at, or a TV set at Best Buy. Yep. But we're going to Best Buy, and we're going to the malls, and we're starting to fill You can buy groceries up. online, too, by the way. Right? You can, absolutely. And you're starting to fill these places up and not getting the outbreaks, and that should be the thing. We start adding more and more and more. And then when you get an outbreak, you pull back a little bit. And then you do good and you open up a little bit until eventually everything's wide open. Right? That's kind of the, what I subscribe to. And that's, uh, we're not a damn news program. So I'm going to move on and talk 
sports, or at least try to, Mm -hmm. because I was going to delve down the rabbit hole of the liberal government, because what we're doing here is just trying to manage the virus until we can get enough needles in the arms. And even Larry Smith took a stab at the Trudeau in his interview on TSN 690 last week, which was hilarious, by the way, but I just don't want to be that guy. DG in Saskatoon writes in Prairie Mobile text line, morning, boys. My view comes down to one thing. Either the vaccines work or they don't. And right now we're in effectively the largest marketing campaign in world history to get people vaccinated. And so many people, so many public officials are failing on that campaign with their message that even with being vaccinated, it's unethical to return to normalcy. This sends a message that the vaccines won't work. This all shows that many public officials couldn't sell water in the Sahara Desert. I was like, what I just said, but he said it way better than me. (laughs) (laughs) You want to do the show? You should. Um, Our VP of Sim Events, Nelson Hackowitz, says, all Darren's points are why the CFL needs Red Bird Capital and The Rock. They need to start to do something to get a majority of the teams in the black and get wealthy Canadians and Americans excited about owning a CFL franchise. So back for those that didn't, uh, weren't watching an hour ago, I went off the air yesterday with a dirty tease for you, and I apologize, but I said that I, a CFL insider, a football insider actually, had told me he was going to give me all the goods on this CFL-XFL deal. And he's like, you, you deserve to know, given the amount of coverage and talk that you're dedicating to this. Now, he just, it was like three sentences what he wrote me. And he said, I, I'm going to get more details on Tuesday, so I probably won't talk to you till Wednesday, but all you really need to know is that the MLSC is behind this. So he's like, people are mad at Ambrosi, people are mad at The Rock. If you want to be mad at anybody or just want to know what the genesis of it is, it's MLSE. And I, I appreciate him saying that because Dave Naylor has been really the only guy that's been pushing that. And, you know, what have I said a million times? Nails, I trust Nails. But he's also getting just one side of the deal, right? The owners are giving David his information, and that's why Arash Madani came on here last week and referred to TSN as the communist Russian television, state television, right? Because they're just, they got the CFL's message, and really there's nobody at Sportsnet even cares about this. And pre-pandemic, was I not saying that MLSC was going to save or take over the CFL? And interestingly, the only reason I said that was that a former high-ranking CFL official told me pre-pandemic that MLSC is running the Canadian Football League. So I was kind of putting two and two together, poking around, talking to some folks, and now here we are with this. And I can't wait for the call tomorrow when I get more details on this. Do you think Randy Ambrosi is sitting back upset at the uh, criticism he's getting from fans on the XFL thing? Upset at, is he laughing that people are running around chasing their tails? Or C, is he worried that he's not going to have a league to be a commissioner of at all if we don't get vaccinated widely in time to play this year? Or all three! Yeah, probably a little column A, B, and C, you know? It's, and that's the last thing you want as a league, right? Is to, you know, bring your sports back and then have a massive outbreak, 
right, and have that cause more problems. So you're concerned a little bit about everything, and you're not just in a position like the other leagues are in the NFL to just, you know, do whatever needs to be done to play. It's a financial thing, and it's, and it's awfully tough. Well, I could d- d- defer to you on a lot of these things here today. I'm, I'm going back and forth between your comments and their comments. Chris Griffin says, boys, can we ever talk about what the CFL does well? You need Chris Griffin to listen to everything that we say, not just pick out the negatives. I've been saying it for a year. The CFL has always done football well. Said that forever. So don't come at me. Open your ears to everything that we're saying. They are in a mess because they don't have any money and they can't play. You tell me who's at fault for that. Don't come at me. Um, Nelson says the CFL owners and GMs are meeting today regarding a number of league issues. Let's just hope that some XFL topics are on that list. That's a tough one for them because uh, you saw three down report that they're going to drop one global player from each roster if they play this year. A, you're not even going to notice they're gone. B, are they even going to play this year at all? It just seems like so much of this is pretend. Until we have a definitive, okay, we're kicking off Labor Day. And they can't even say that. That's not their fault. No, it's not. Didn't you say or somebody around here said they're not saying anything because they can't say anything because they don't know anything. It's true, right? It's true. I mean, I think, like, we know right now, like, with almost absolute certainty that they're not starting on time. There's just not enough time. We've talked to players. We yeah, know yeah. they need four to eight weeks. You know, four weeks if you're kind of in the, in the country and close to your city, but more like six to eight weeks to be prepared for training camp if you're coming from out of town or from out of country, which is most of the Americans. So they're not starting on time. But do they know when they're starting? Probably not. So it's hard to come out and say, we're not starting on time and we'll get back to you. Like that leaves you kind of floating in the wind a little bit, even though that's where they are now anyway. You know, they don't know when they're starting, so it's hard to come out there. I feel incredibly bad for them because it's, it's hard right. to navigate. There's literally nothing they can There's say. There's nothing they can say. Uh, by the way, I didn't read this last hour. I'll read it now, and then we'll go to break. George Nitso sending me this text from the Four Seasons Sports Palace. They are the sponsors of the warm-up every day. He says, order a fabulous Four Seasons pizza and your favorite beverage for takeout and delivery. One-stop shopping. Call or order online. Again, that's the Four Seasons Sports Palace, Arcola Avenue East. We're going to talk a little Hurricanes hockey and Dub Central uh, Division. So listen up, Alberta. Talking about you next with Dusty Forbes of the Lethbridge Hurricanes. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It's the RP Show, episode number 456 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. We got the curling report coming up, and we've got a face-off coming up, which is on this. Taylor Hall, would you acquire him if you were a contending team in the National Hockey League? That's coming up here in hour two. Uh, But first, for the second consecutive day, we're going to Southern Alberta. 
this time to Lethbridge as we bring in Dustin Forbes, the longtime voice of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, as they're back to play, but not tonight. How you doing, Dustin? I'm doing well, Roddy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm, I was looking forward to this chat, obviously, because I love me some Central Division hockey, but I've been so hunkered down in the sub-hub dub, sub-dub hub here in the East. I said to Clark, let's bring on Dusty to talk about the Central Division. It seems to have gone fairly well in terms of return to play and results and so forth. What's been your perspective? Yeah, I think the the Western League did such a great job, first and foremost, in getting everybody up and running. Uh, of course, the Central started first. We started in the uh, on the last weekend of February, and uh, so far, so good. Uh, we're roughly halfway through the schedule, and uh, because there's the five teams and playing provincially uh, every weekend, there's a bye for one team. So Lethbridge had a bye this past weekend. Uh, next weekend, it's Edmonton that has a bye. So uh, overall, it's been good. Each team is kind of doing things a little bit differently in terms of uh, the housing aspect for the players uh, but the the teams have done a really good job in keeping their uh, their cohorts and their bubbles really small and uh, to this point knock on wood we haven't uh, had any trouble so far and we're traveling that's the biggest difference uh, compared to BC and Saskatchewan and, and Manitoba of course uh, the central division we're traveling so uh, that uh, that has added a different com- component from what we've seen in the hubs well, I think the hockey guys would love to discuss that a little more, actually, because uh, here, I was mentioning it last hour, we go into the rink, we go straight up to the press box, we don't talk to anybody, we do our thing and we go home, and it's like broadcasting a practice, really, but you guys aren't doing that. What's the distinction? Why is it different, do you think? How did the Alberta get the green light versus the other provinces, and um, how are you making sure that you keep it safe? Well, uh, there's a lot of protocols in place for sure. Uh, I mean, upon entry, similar what I imagine to what you guys have to do in the hub is you get your temperature checked, you got to do the the questionnaires, any symptoms, this, that, or the next. There's only allowed 200 people in the buildings. Um, but I think it, it just goes, you know, to, to the health authority aspect. And the Western League worked hard with all the different jurisdictions to to make it happen and in alberta's case they were okay with us traveling in regina in saskatchewan's case of course uh, they weren't so uh, you bring in the the hub aspect and of course with manitoba that complicated things a little bit further i think so uh but it, it's been good um for example myself like i'm not in the team cohort so i don't have any personal uh access to the players or the coaches or what have you so uh, I've been driving to the games uh, on my own, not on the team bus, which is a little bit different. Um, but it's it's been good, and uh, fortunately, it's we've been playing through uh, March and now into April, and and the weather here has been really good, so we haven't had any issues uh, on the travel front. That's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Well, Rich Sutter and I talk uh, quite fr- quite regularly, and it's been like spring there. I know since mid February, so that's great. And by the way, it's funny I. I'm glad you said that you're driving on your own because I wondered, like people are asking me about Connor Bedard. What's he like? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't talked to him face to face. Nobody's seen these guys face to face. And we do have an interview lined up with him tomorrow, but it'll be just like we're doing right now. And actually, uh, before I talk about the view of Connor Bedard from where you guys are sitting, let's just talk about the play in the Central Division, if you don't mind. Has there been surprises you know, that Edmonton got off to such a great start? Red Deer has not. Or has that gone kind of the way you thought it would go? 
You know what, honestly, Rod, it's gone pretty well to, to what I thought. Uh, Edmonton, they've just got so many elite guys. I mean, you talk about Dylan Gunther, who uh, I think he's over a goal per game pace right now, leading the league in scoring uh, with uh, with Mr. Bedard right on his tail. Uh, he's been terrific. First rounder of the St. Louis Blues, Jake Neighbors, is having a great season. Matthew Roberts in the second rounder of the Rangers is having a good season. And Sebastian Coase has just been uh, airtight. I mean, he's he's a big kid, moves well in goal, and he's had a great start. So they're really the cream of the crop. After that, I really thought it was going to be a dogfight with Medicine Hat, Calgary, Lethbridge, and then Red Deer because they're such a young team. And uh, Jaden Groove, who's draft eligible forward, got hurt. He's done. Uh, they've gone through uh, some other injuries as well, which is really kind of. Uh, bit them a little bit in the rear end in terms of putting wins on the board. Um, it, it's kind of fallen uh, the way I kind of expected it going into the 24-game season. Well, you know, the scouts here, and there are, I don't know, 30 to 40 every game. I would think it's hard to tell because they're so spaced out. But they're saying they're, uh, geographically, I mean, not mentally, they are saying they are getting enough of an evaluation for the draft. They're getting what they need. From your role as the broadcaster, are you seeing that? Like Dylan Genther is obviously. Can you imagine if he hadn't played? You know, like well, are, are you are you seeing enough of these guys? I, I think so. I mean, and and you look at the the quality of play. I mean, it, it's been pretty good given the situation. And I, that was one of the things going into this season that I was uh, interested to see is is what's the level of play going to be like with no fans. Uh, in some cases, really not much to play for at, at the end of it, right? Like you're always jockeying for positioning and we'll see if, if there's a playoff of any kind. I'm not sure if that'll uh, actually come to fruition, but uh, it's just such a different season. But the, the games have been good. I, uh, aside from maybe the first weekend or first two weekends, the, the quality of hockey has gotten a lot better uh, as, as the season's gone. I mean, a lot of these kids went almost a full year without playing a game. So uh, it takes a little bit of time to get your timing and, and all of that. But in, in terms of Dylan Gunther's case, he's just been fantastic. I mean, we played Edmonton, uh, the Lethbridge Hurricanes played Edmonton on the opening weekend, uh, and they waxed us 7-1 and 7-2, and he had four-point nights in both nights. So he really got off to a red-hot start and hasn't really looked back. He's been terrific. This is unbelievable, by the way. So just some of our viewers uh, chiming in, Dustin, you know how we do it. Uh, Janelle in Saskatoon says, the thing I love about the CHL live subscription this year is I get to watch all the teams. So awesome getting to cheer on other divisions. Go Hurricanes. <clears throat> I've had zero issues watching on the CHL app. None. I know there are people that can't say that, I guess, but it's been great for me. I've seen them all. Joe Hamilton's watching in St. Louis. He says, a buddy of mine called Bedard a Connor McDavid-type player. Is it too soon to be saying this since he's so young? And from Habs for Life 41, watching in Vancouver, says, I went to high school with Dustin. LOL. Wow. He used to cover the Glacier Kings. There's proof. So he knows what he's talking about. That's true. So, <laughs> so just to go back That's for true. a second on the Bedard thing, what's the view from one province over on what Connor Bedard's doing here for the Pats? Well, I mean, it's pretty special to, to see what he's doing. I mean, the, the numbers uh, are just insane. And uh, you look at the other exceptional players in the past, Connor McDavid, uh, a good example, John Tavares, Shane Wright, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he's, he's slamming those numbers. Uh, it's a little bit of a, 
shall I say, sore topic in Lethbridge a, a little bit because the Hurricanes, of course, held that pick <laughs> and, and traded it to the Pats for, for Jake in the Jake LeCision and Nick Henry trade. So uh, <laughs> I've retweeted a few uh, Bedard clips and stats and stuff like that. I've, I've had people say, oh, come on, man, you're killing me here. <laughs> um, but it's just it's so special to see, and I think it's fantastic for the league, no matter where he plays, whether it was here, so current, Regina, Prince George, Victoria, it doesn't matter where he plays. I think it's such a great thing for the league. And the fact that he's had such an impact right away uh, is is a great thing, especially given that he's the first ever uh, Western leaguer to get the exceptional status. So it's been a lot of fun to watch. I just wish I could see him in person, but uh, hopefully uh, that'll come in the fall. You will soon enough. And uh, by the way, Dustin, you're very popular. Viewer Aaron McKay on YouTube says he used to cover the Richmond Sockeyes too. What the hell? Do you tell all your friends to tune in today? (laughs) No, no, but I have been around. I've I've made my stop. I even spent one year with the LaRange Ice Wolves uh, up in in LaRange in the SJ and a year in the BC League. So kind of I've bounced around and finally, you know, got to Lethbridge and it's been well, seven years here, which is crazy. Time flies. It's a wonderful city. I love Lethbridge, and uh, they know that I feel that way about them. But by the way, I have to tell you how proud of you that I am. And let's just talk about the personal side for a moment. There's no easy way to lose weight, and you've done a lot of weight loss. <laughs> how much and how did you do it? Well, uh, sitting at 93 pounds right now over the last couple of years. So it's, it's been a long yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's it's been a long road. Um, I, I I I had a had a person in the sports industry say, you know what, you're I think you're good enough, but you don't have the look, and that kind of kicked me in the ass, really. And uh, and so I kind of self reflected a little bit. And uh, I like many people, you know, you struggle with motivation and and stuff like that, especially through the pandemic. Uh, I think I had put twenty five pounds back on and. I've since lost that back. So uh, it's been a long road. have come a long way, and there's still a long way to go. But, uh, you know, baby steps, and it's it's the long-term thing. And uh, anyone who's going through it, and, you know, it's a, it's a struggle for sure. Um, but I encourage people to, you know, just do the little things and, you know, walk walk a lot and uh, drink more water, eat, eat better. You know, all the things that you hear on a day-to-day basis that you're like, ah, it won't work for me or it hasn't worked for me. When you add it up over a long period of time, it does help for sure. Yeah, well, uh, good for you. Keep going, man. And uh, like I said, we're watching and very proud of you. Um, Dustin, keep keep on keeping on. We're watching out here, the WHL as well. Thanks for the time and good luck. Hey, anytime, Roddy. Thanks for having me. Dustin Forbes joining us from Lethbridge. He is the voice of the Hurricanes. A curling report, Canada's Brendan Botcher lost to a rookie team and dominated a rival contender Monday at the Men's World Curling Championship in Calgary, falling 10-9 to unheralded Young, Jung Young Seok of South Korea after thumping reigning Olympic champion John Schuster of the United States 10-1 added up to a mixed bag of a day for the host team. Botcher's record was 5-2 behind Norway's Stefan Wallstad, who was alone atop the standings at 5-1 following Monday's evening draw. South Korea's Jiang and his teammates are playing in their first world championship. They were outscored 40-13 over five losses to start the event, but outplayed Canada early Monday. 
Botcher. Third, Darren Molding. Second, Brad Thiessen. And lead, Carrick Martin from Edmonton. Trailed 8-3 after seven ends. The Canadians battled their way out of handshake territory, scoring four in the eighth and stealing two in the ninth. Botcher shot 100% against the United States, but the Canadian skip wasn't as sharp against South Korea, where he was 75%. American Schuster, the Russian Curling Federation's Sergei Glukov, Scotland's Bruce Mowat, Switzerland's Peter de Cruz, and defending champion Nicholas Eden of Sweden were all tied with Botcher at 5-2. and two. The top six teams in the field of 14 advance. The top two seeds earn buys to Saturday's semifinals at Windsports Market McPhail Centre. In Friday's qualification round, third plays sixth, fourth plays fifth. The winners moved on to the will move on to the semifinals. The gold and bronze medal games are Sunday. Our curling report is brought to you daily by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's precision farm tech software free today at vergeag.com. Back with more in a moment. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. We're also live on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports talk streaming for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. (laughs) Here's Rod. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We'll jump into uh, viewer takeover a little early today. But remind me to do the sports update, okay? Okay. Um, Nelson Hack, which our VP of Sim Events, writes in. He says, the Spring League has expanded to eight teams and will begin play May 6th with two hubs, a North Division played at Lucas Oil Stadium and a South Division played in Houston, Texas. Games will be on Fox Sports 1 and 2. COVID got him. The Spring League last year, we watched it very closely because our good friend Drew Tate is in it, and I'm sure that he'll be back. From Dominic D. on YouTube, he says, thoughts on the potential of a CFL global spots being reduced by two to one? What are our thoughts? We discussed it earlier. I'll discuss it again. And with all due apologies to our man, Armando Moreno, our Mexican football reporter in Mexico City, who's a very big proponent of the CFL 2.0 initiative. The vast, vast majority of the global players never got to the field anyways. This is another thing like CFL, XFL collaboration or COVID restrictions. We could argue around and around and around on this forever if you want. Randy Ambrosi had the dream of the global expansion of the league, similar to the NBA. It's what he told me himself. So it was a long play. There's no doubt, Darren, it was a long play. They don't have a long amount of time. What's important to them is right in front of their face, not how long before we can get Rennie Basia on the field without causing problems in a special team situation on kickoff return. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a long play that the CFL doesn't have time for. That's what CFL 2.0 is. So to cut it from two spots to one, I'm sorry, you rarely saw these guys play anyway, so it doesn't make that big of a difference to me. My take. Not a big deal, yeah, that this is happening. It's not a big deal. Um, but... It doesn't mean you're shutting down CFL 2.0. It doesn't mean you should shut down CFL 2.0. I think it's very much needs to be a focus if you're going to have long-term sustainability in the league. But you really need to readjust how you do it. And the global players on the field, 
is not what's important for CFL 2.0 right now. It's not. At all, right? So you can market to those other countries and you can do all of those things still, but yeah, removing a player on the field, that's not a change to much of anything and is not like, impacted. Yeah, thanks for the comment. Dominic continues to say, do we know if the bigger name players that would get NFL looks, i.e. Willie Jefferson, Bo Levi Mitchell, are regretting not being able to go for that last NFL shot? Uh, Dominic, I view that differently from you. And if we're going to go into football talk today, why the hell not? I'm averse with it. Um, Bo Levi had his opportunity, could have signed at Minnesota. I don't doubt for one second that Bo Levi turned that deal down in mini, probably for what? A signing bonus and a shot to compete in camp versus his $700,000 in Calgary where he's got a house and a young family? Bo had his chance. He made his decision. Willie Jefferson has had multiple looks in the National Football League. It's not happening. Willie knows that. These guys just want to play in Canada. They want to get on the damn field. I believe they're not thinking about the National Football League anymore. To our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, would you go to a sporting event right now? 61% saying yes on Twitter and on Facebook. 63% saying yes. Now, one of our viewers, Graham Barker, writes in, former chairman of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, says, my sense is your target group skew to a younger audience, and research shows this group has a sense of invincibility not found in older sectors. I would say, with all due respect, you're participating, Graham. Don't assume. How do we know? I'll take that as a flattering remark that our target demographic is younger. I'd be happy with that. But again, you're voting? How can we speak for other people? How do we know? I know. Maybe, maybe we should add a poll uh, tomorrow. Oz, what's your age? Zero to 18, 18 to 30, 31 to 45. What? No, we could. Absolutely. Maybe that would be a good idea to truly answer what Graham's saying there. But I, the people that have responded, by the way, to that question that, have, that I'm not going to name them now, we had, we had one from Manitoba. We had one from Long Island. These guys are all saying, yeah, in a heartbeat, I'd go. So it's a, it's, a, it's a complex question. It's not easy, right? Where are you living? Have you been vaccinated? Are you fully vaccinated? Right? Mm-hmm. Are you dumb? Are you smart? From Armando, I knew that he would be watching in, in uh, Mexico City. He says, coming from a country that has a high number of global prospects, the news is very disappointing, to say the least. Again, everybody has a perspective on this. As Darren said, it's not what's important for the CFL right now. They can't afford long-term initiatives when the house is on fire. They just can't. It's picking out the drapes for said house, to quote Paul. When, when it's, you're in the middle of a raging inferno. Yeah, not the time to be picking the drapes. No. Uh, sports update. None of you reminded me to say it. Right-hander Tanner Rourke makes his season debut for the Toronto Blue Jays as they face the Texas Rangers at Globe Life Field. Rourke had a 6.0 
ERA in 11 starts last season. The Rangers plan to use their second set of tandem starters when righty Dane Dunning makes his first Texas start. Lefty Taylor Hearn is expected to follow him. Major League Baseball reportedly plans to relocate the All-Star game to Coors Field in Denver after pulling this year's Midsummer Classic from Atlanta over objections to sweeping changes to Georgia's voting laws. How about that? What an uproar that was over the weekend. I know. In the dub hub, Ridley Gregg scored the winning goal and tacked on a helper as the Brandon Wheat Kings down the Prince Albert Raiders 3-2 Monday in WHL play. Wheaties have won seven in a row. Calgary halted the Medicine Hat Tigers' win streak at five games with a 5-4 shootout win. Dylan Gunther, Cade Oliver, and Jalen Lupin all scored twice, and Logan Dohaniak tacked on two assists as Edmonton picked up its third straight win. They toppled the Red Deer Rebels 6-1. Rebs have lost six in a row. Trent Miner stopped all 30 shots his way for the shutout, and Justin Lees potted a goal before being kicked out of the game as Vancouver blanked the Kamloops Blazers 4-0. Cade Runke and Josh Hoekstra scored 23 seconds apart, and Jagger Furcus completed the comeback with a shootout winner as the Moose Jaw Warriors erased a 3-0 third-period deficit to beat the Regina Pats 4-3. Connor Bedard's point streak ended at 12 games. Pats take on the Swift Current Broncos tonight at 8 p.m. on Access Now TV. We'll be calling it in the earlier game, Darren's favorite team, the Saskatoon Blades, take on the Winnipeg Ice. Yep. He's not even arguing it now. Oh, here come all the Manitobans. Jeff Kibilis. Wheaties! From Dallas Federchuk, Wheat King Scout. Wheaties are rolling, Roddy. I can't even, I can't even say that they're not. The sub, the sub Cup, the Subway Cup may end up in Manitoba. There's a good chance. Taking its home in Manitoba. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Viewer takeover next, plus a face-off in overtime. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV. And 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now... Back to the studio with Rod. Can't believe that our time together has come almost to an end so fast, dupes. Hey, I'm flying by. It's when you're having fun, it goes fast. I know. Um, listen, before we get into the uh, face-off, we got a viewer in Texas, Jed Arnott, writes in. He says, I'm 64, live in Texas, haven't worn a mask, go to work every day, as do plenty of people. Why is Canada so scared? I'll be disappointed if the CFL doesn't get to it. <laughs> Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just passing it along. Did they put it up on the screen? Can you put it up on the screen? That's, that's, there you go. That's the view in Texas of what they're, what they're living, what they're seeing. Jennifer Illingworth says, I'm wearing my Humboldt jersey today 
And tomorrow is Green Shirt Day. So remember that for organ donation. I wish I could wear green on this set, but I can't because it wouldn't turn up as green. But I do have my humble Broncos ball cap here uh, for recognition today of the anniversary, the three-year anniversary of the worst day in Saskatchewan history. You look like you've got something to say. No? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. So we're going to delve off the deep end into uh, the face-off for the ultimate fans on Moose Jaw and the Mad Greek. Now, Taylor Hall is not playing tonight for the Buffalo Sabres. And from just right now, from the notification I got from the score, it doesn't say why, but it's expected that Taylor Hall will be traded prior to Monday's trade deadline. And maybe by the time you see this, he's not playing because he's been traded. The question is, in the face-off, would you take Taylor Hall on your team as a rental player down the line? I'll let you start today. I absolutely would. And I know there's character issues that you talk about that, you know, is he a guy you want to add to your locker room? But I think anybody contending in the National Hockey League has good leadership. Without good leadership, I don't think you're going to be a contender. So I think if you've got a strong locker room, which all these contenders do... I'd be, I'd be okay with it because Taylor Hall, no matter how bad of a year he's having in Buffalo or how poor things went in Arizona, he's an incredibly talented hockey player. You don't just lose that. Um, and when at his peak, he's a Hart Trophy candidate. He's a Hart Trophy winner. He's not that far removed from it. I think he helps your team. He absolutely does. You're maybe not expecting him to be a top player on your team, a number one. But if you're asking him to come into your top six and help you get over the hump, I absolutely would take a flyer on Taylor Hall. Okay, so this kid just talked himself out of the right answer. The very first sentence out of your mouth was, doesn't matter if he has character issues. I'm not taking him on my team. If I've got a contending Stanley Cup team, why would I introduce that into my dressing room? I don't want anybody on my team with character issues, not in a delicate state like this, which Taylor Hall clearly has. So the answer, the correct one, is no. Okay. <laughs> you hate when I do that, <laughs> I, I know. It's the, funny. The face-off is for Mad Greek in Moose Jaw, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery. Head to themadgreekeatery.com for more information. And for the ultimate fan zone, your one-stop shop for the sports fans on your list, visit the Man Cave downtown Moose Jaw or on Facebook. By the way, if you're watching those Moose Jaw Warriors games on television that we're calling, and you love that Warrior third jersey, they've got it in the ultimate fan zone. I know. I've been there multiple times. So nice. Very nice jersey. So, anyways, in the time we have here, oh, boy. Keep the dirty comments to yourself. On would you take Taylor Hall as a rental player? Clark put that up and all kinds of comments are coming in. Jeff Kozak says he's traded too many times. It has to mean something. Clearly, yes. But by the way, I was on the radio in Winnipeg last week. CJOB, Manitoba's information superstation. With Cam Poitras, the host of Jets at Noon. And he asked if I thought Taylor Hall would be traded and would you? And honestly, I said to him, the argument that you just said. You can't make him the guy. Yeah. And shoot, in Edmonton, they made him the captain. How did that work out? In Arizona, he was the guy. Didn't really work out there, although they did want to keep him, as you know. Right. Sabres have made him the guy, and he's had his worst year ever. So don't make him the guy. It's the supplementary role. Now, I don't still don't think I would trade for him, 
but I think he's going to be moved. Yeah, if he's the guy, he's now responsible for creating that locker room culture, creating your identity, having those character skills. You go to a team that has leadership, that's already been addressed. And if you don't fit the culture, you won't play. So he, if he comes in and just has to fit another team's culture, I think it's a much better spot for him to be in. Here we go. They're speaking up from Wayne in Victoria, B.C. Sorry, dupes, but I agree with Rod on this one. From Pinks, I'm with Rod on this one. Sorry, dupes. From Tom Geiger, I'm with Rod. Hall has been bad in every locker room, according to past teammates. Met him once. I understand. <laughs> hey, it was very popular at the Craven Country Jamboree. I can tell you that. Legend has it. <clears throat> so, but so at one time was I. Doesn't make him a bad guy. Right. He's a lot of fun at parties. But do you want him centering your top line with a letter on? I don't necessarily think so. Now, Nelson Hackowitz saying, word is he's headed to one of the two New York City teams. So they pulled him from the lineup because he's been moved. Oh, boy. Oh, Reunited with Ebbs with the Islanders? Did they play in a line together in Edmonton? They roomed together. Who cares if they played together? They lived together. <laughs> Where do you think I get all my stories from? <laughs> it's got to be the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, Edmonton, I don't remember Edmonton winning in that era, so keep away from it. <laughs> they blew it up. Keep them away. And they're still trying to figure it out. Keep talking. I'm looking at the uh, yeah. stand. No, Listen, sure. I call up the app. The score and what comes up is MLB all the time because that's what I was on last. Yeah. What does that tell you? Yeah. I'm into the Blue Jays. The Rangers are out of a playoff spot right now by five points. It's probably the Islanders. Wow. Isn't that something? That is How something. about that? How about that? Okay, tomorrow, what are we? Oh, the dang. Who is it tomorrow? It's not on the screen. Jackie Redmond, Darren Dreger. That's going to be big. And Brandon Crow, how about that? It's a week, King's Day. Thank you today to Tim Leeper, Dusty Forbes, and all of you. We'll see you tomorrow and tonight at 8 Mountain for the Pats and the Broncos. Are we brainless? Yes. Yes. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.